This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 9, The Christmas Candle Thick flakes of snow fell lazily upon a small mountain village. It covered the dirt roads and stone houses with blankets of white. As it fell, it glowed in the light of the street posts and dampened even the smallest of sounds, creating a beautiful white silence. Colorful lights lined the steep gabled roofs of the homes and shops. Fresh pine garland wound up porch columns, and three-foot-long icicles hung from rain gutters like crystal stalactites. 
So it was every Christmas in the quaint lumberjacking town of Frozen Falls. The holiday was full of magic. Everyone celebrated together. Treats were baked and shared. Each night after supper, carolers sang on the corner of Maple Street in Maine. Stores were decorated from floor to ceiling and warmed by big crackling fires in their fireplaces. The cog railway at the edge of town took patrons up and down the mountain, passing by the famous frozen waterfalls, serving them cocoa and giving them a glimpse of the mountainous winter wonderland. The people of Frozen Falls had many traditions that made the season special, but the greatest of them all was the Christmas candle. Every night in December, a candle was lit in the highest window of every home, store, and barn. It was a symbolic tradition, one that traced its roots back a hundred years, maybe more. Back when the first lumberjack settlers trekked high up into the mountains, to cut down trees and bring them back before the first snowstorm of the season. But one year, during the holidays, they say, on their last trip up the mountain, the storm hit. It dumped feet upon feet of snow on the poor lumberjacks. With little time before the blizzard would freeze them all, they pushed down the mountain, trying to find their way home through the blinding flurry of white. When the stranded lumberjacks didn't come home, the townspeople knew they were in trouble. So as the sun set, they came together and lit candles in their windows, hoping they would shine through the storm and guide the men home. To everyone's joyous surprise, it worked. The men saw the faint flickering lights down below and followed them until they made it back safe inside their homes. Every year since, the people of Frozen Falls light a candle in their window to remember their community spirit and to signify that their doors are always open to anyone who is in need of love and warmth. Holly Hannigan appreciated the tradition, but like many of the other kids in town, didn't fully recognize its significance. She, of course, thought they were pretty and helped add to the dazzling spectacle of the holiday, another decoration to set the mood. But she thought nothing more of it. Every night she lit the candle when her parents asked her to. But there was one very special Christmas that made that little candle mean a whole lot more. Christmas Eve morning, Holly cruised by the town carolers on her dog sled, unintentionally kicking up a spray of snow at them as she passed. Her six huskies pulled her down Main Street until she reached the bakery. Happy morning to you, Holly, said Mrs. Campbell as Holly entered her bakery. Happy morning, Holly replied. If you had a pulse and lived in Frozen Falls, a daily stop by Mrs. Campbell's bakery was a must. The walls were covered in delectable treats. Decorated sugar cookies lined the wooden shelves. Mini triple-layered holiday cakes that could fit in your hand shone in the glass case. The smells of hazelnut chocolate, buttery croissants, and berry creams filled the cozy store. "'What's it going to be, young lady?' Mrs. Campbell asked. Holly looked over the selection. Mm, "'That one there,' Mrs. Campbell pointed. "'This one? The little Santa cookie?' Holly nodded. "'Oh, Holly Jolly, you get the same thing every time you come in here.' I know the cookies are quite good, if I may say so myself, 
but wouldn't you like to try a cake this time? Or a candy cane cream puff? They're fresh out of the oven. Holly chuckled. The Santa cookie will do just fine. Why change it up when you already know what you love? Fair enough. Mrs. Campbell put the cookie in a bag and handed it to her. Enjoy, love. Thank you. As Holly stepped out of the bakery with her little bag, she imagined seeing Santa Claus soar over the rooftops with his reindeer and shouting ho, ho, ho as he waved down at her. Oh, how she wished she could see him. Imagining just didn't feel like enough anymore. She wanted to see the big man in person, to meet him and witness his magic. She decided that this was the year it would happen. It was all planned out. She would set out her Santa Claus cookie, sleep behind the sofa, and step out to greet him as soon as he squeezed down the chimney. Little did she know that Santa only comes down the chimney if you're asleep in bed. It's one of the rules to his magic. That night, after setting her cookie on a little red plate on the nightstand, she cuddled up in her blanket between the sofa and the Christmas tree and fell asleep. A loud rumble woke her suddenly. She sat up startled and listened to the growing sound of thunder. Louder and louder it boomed. Her cookie plate trembled on the table. Mom and Dad came running down the stairs in a hurry. Dad ran out into the street to see what it was. Minutes later, once the rumbling had stopped, he marched back through the door. Was it another one? Mom asked anxiously. Dad nodded. It came down through Beaver Pass. What came down? Holly asked, still frightened from all the noise. Dad looked at her. An avalanche. The worst I've seen in years. Mom covered her mouth. What about the Wagners? We can't know for sure, Dad said. But by the looks of it, their house could be half buried. Well, aren't we going to help them? Holly asked. Dad shook his head. I wish we could, but the first storm of the season's blowing through, and it isn't safe to go out after dark. We'll have to head up the mountain first thing in the morning once the worst of it has passed. Holly couldn't believe it. But, but they'll be trapped in their house on Christmas. Don't worry, Mom said. They should have plenty of wood for their fire to keep them warm until we get there. Come now, back to bed. In your bed. Mom and Dad led Holly up to her room. But Holly couldn't sleep. Not because she was excited for Santa, but because she was worried about the Wagners. She pictured the avalanche, the tumbling waterfall of snow, engulfing their little cabin and trapping them with no one around to help. She couldn't sleep while they were in trouble. She looked at the candle in the window. The tall stick of wax sat unlit in the brass chamber stick. She'd forgotten to light it before bed, probably the only one in town not lit. But now wasn't the time to worry about lighting candles. Now was the time for action. Holly threw on her coat, ran outside, and hopped on her dog sled. The blizzard's icy winds blew hard against her as she rode up the mountain. The harsh cold numbed her cheeks and nose. Her small lantern's light was no match for the thick sheets of snow whistling around her. And yet the dogs pushed on. They struggled through the thick, freshly fallen snow that had climbed halfway up the pine trunks from the avalanche. Their paws sunk deep with every stride. Holly was growing worried. They'd been moving for a while now and still hadn't found the Wagner's cabin. Had she passed it? Surely she would have seen it by now. 
What if she went all the way to the top of the mountain without reaching them and got stuck herself? What would her parents think the next morning when they woke up to see their daughter gone in the sled tracks leading up the mountain? The thoughts filled her with fear. She was just about to turn around and head back down when she saw it. A little cabin up ahead in the trees, half buried in snow. Only the faint orange light from the fireplace peeking through the top half of a window gave it away. Holly mushed her huskies on. The obedient dogs gave it all they had, kicking up snow as they climbed their way to the cabin. The front door was completely under snow, and so were most of the windows. Holly looked around for some way in. There was no way in from the sides. No safe way, at least. Then she saw the chimney. It was one of the biggest chimneys in Frozen Falls. She remembered Mr. Wagner talking about making it so wide because they had built their cabin higher up on the mountain and wanted to have big fires every winter night to stay warm. Holly climbed up onto the cabin roof and peered down the brick chimney. She cleared her throat, which was scratchy and dry from the journey. Wagners, are you in there? Surprised whispers echoed up the chimney. Yes, yes, we're here, Mr. Wagner finally said. Are you all right? Holly asked. Is that you, Holly? Bless my soul. Yes, we're all right, but we're running out of wood for the fire. Holly thought that the fire had looked small in the window. She glanced around. Chopping branches and throwing them down to them wasn't going to work. The storm was too strong by now, and she wouldn't have the strength to get two branches down before she froze. Then she remembered something. The rope on the sled! She'd left it there from the day Gunther Hales wanted to be pulled behind her sled on skis. Hold on, I have an idea! Holly shouted down the chimney. She jumped off the roof and grabbed her rope from the sled. Then, tying it to the top of the front porch post, she tossed the other end down the chimney to them. Climb up! Holly instructed. One by one, the Wagner family climbed up out of the chimney onto their roof. They hugged Holly when they reached the top. Quick, on the sled! The storm's picking up, Holly said. Bundled in their thickest coats and blankets, the Wagners crowded onto Holly's little sled. Down the mountain they went. They weaved through trees and hopped over snow-covered logs. The blizzard's winds grew fierce, making it impossible to see much beyond the running huskies. Despite having company, Holly was starting to worry. She had been in such a hurry to get the Wagners out of the cabin that she'd forgotten to orient herself in the direction back to town. As if to confirm her fears, Mr. Wagner said, Do you know the way? I can't see a thing out here. Holly nodded to reassure him, but in truth she was lost. The storm had already buried her sled's tracks from the trip up. With no markers for direction, she was on her own. Or was she? For a brief moment, Holly closed her eyes and said a quick prayer. Under her breath, she asked God to lead them home. As Holly slowly opened her eyes, she saw something up ahead. It was faint, but distinguishable. A flickering light like a distant star. Another appeared next to it. Then more starry lights faded into view between the trees below. Soon there were hundreds of them shining like a night sky at the foot of the mountain. And then it hit her. The candles! The Christmas candles in the windows were lighting their way to the village! Full of gratitude, Holly followed the candle's light all the way down to her home. 
When she came through the door, Holly's parents were running down the steps. Holly, we were worried sick, her mom said. Her dad ran up to see if she was all right. Are you hurt? Why did you... Where have you been? Her parents looked up as the Wagner family stepped into the house. Immediately, they helped them in and sat them at the table. Mom heated them up some cocoa and fed them leftover roast and rolls. Your little girl saved us, Mr. Wagner told them. We were running out of wood for the fire and had no way out. We knelt as a family and prayed for help. Just as we said amen, we heard a voice from above. Up in the chimney, that is. I couldn't believe it. She, she pulled us out and brought us down the mountain through the storm. Tears welled up in his eyes as he looked down at Holly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Holly hugged him. I'm glad you're okay. Merry Christmas. Her eyes stopped on the plate on the nightstand. The Santa cookie was gone. Only a few crumbs were left. A sense of wonder filled her as she realized what that meant. He came. Look, Holly said, pointing to the fireplace. Four extra stockings hung from the mantel, each with one of the Wagner's names on them. Candy and toys bulged out of them. With wide eyes, the Wagner children ran to the stockings and dug through them. The parents looked just as surprised. Santa had even left the Wagner's presents under their tree. Watching the Wagners look through their stockings under the twinkling lights of the Christmas tree gave Holly a warm feeling. This is what Christmas was all about, she thought. Serving one another, bringing joy into the lives of those who need it most. She had missed Santa, but she didn't care. She didn't need to see him for the magic of Christmas to be real. The white wind turned to drifting snowflakes out the windows. Exhausted from the trip, Holly went upstairs and climbed into bed. As she did, something crumpled beneath her. She reached down and pulled out a red velvet hat and a note. It read, Dear Holly, my hat goes off to you for forgetting yourself and helping the Wagners. You brought the Christmas spirit to those who needed it most. May you have a merry, merry Christmas. Signed, Santa Claus. Holly got the warm chills as she set down the note and looked over the red hat. It was Santa's cap. She set it on the nightstand next to the unlit candle. The candle that now had more meaning than ever. It was more than a stick of wax or a pretty decoration. It was a symbol of welcoming light, of hope, of love. Carefully, she lit the candle and set it in front of the window. Its light shone brightly. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Rocketeers! I hope this story got you guys in the holiday spirit. I enjoyed writing it because it reminded me of what makes Christmas so special. I think it's all about going out of your way to brighten the lives of those around us, especially those who are sad and perhaps less fortunate than we are. It's an opportunity to lift their spirits and bring them joy and remind them that they're loved. Sure, Santa and stockings and presents are magical and exciting, 
but I can assure you that those presents and treats will all blur together as the years go on. But what will stick with you are the people you served. I remember there was one Christmas when I was younger that my parents took me and my siblings to a senior center to hand out gift baskets, and I was not excited to go. I had a terrible attitude. I remember complaining that whole morning leading up to it, and I'm the middle kid of five siblings. We were a big family, so I'm sure my parents had enough to worry about trying to get us all together, and here I was, this punk kid complaining and whining all the way to the senior center. I remember we put the baskets together and I put little cards in there. And then we went door to door, handing out these baskets. And I'll never forget, after we knocked on that first door and we set down that basket on the porch and we stepped back and we started to sing a Christmas carol. And as we started to sing, an older gentleman came to the door saw the basket, saw us singing, and started to cry. And he was so grateful for that small act of service. And I remember just feeling so good inside, but also so ashamed for being such a punk and for complaining about doing such an amazing thing. And every door after that, you know, I was skipping up to the door, knocking on it, and all pumped to sing those Christmas carols. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. I'm so grateful that my parents had me do that. And it really showed me that Christmas is a special time to spread joy, to spread love, and to remind us that we're all just one big family and need to take care of each other. My challenge to you this Christmas is to get out there and serve someone. Bake cookies for someone who might be lonely, or volunteer as a family at a soup kitchen, or just write a really thoughtful note to someone and leave it on their door with a candy cane. You can make it anonymous. Be a light or a Christmas candle for someone who needs it. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Purple Rocket Podcast. I personally want to wish all of you a very, very Merry Christmas. This is your host, Greg Webb.